just like that, they buy it. They eat it up. You pander to them, you thank them. I mean, really, people, I thought you were a little bit smarter than that. I mean, it's just so easy wow. to say the name of the city. You cheer. Hey, oh, Stephanie, you. Stephanie, you just cheer. I just, mean, just come on. Welcome to the A Show. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to the A Show. This episode, I think 115. If I get it wrong, it'll be right on the on the actual placard. Uh, this is Justin here, uh, one half of the Kings of Pro Wrestling podcast. Meals is away on holiday vacation. We're gonna let him rest. He will be back next week in 2020, well rested, I hope, and uh, ready to talk about these takes with me for yet another year on the A Show. But in his place. I have my homeboy, Mark Cameron, my man MC, El Camaro himself. Mark, what's up? Thank you for doing this with me. So, so, uh, so, so on such a busy, a busy day like New Year's Eve. <laughs> the smile on my face has got a lot bigger because now that I can pretty much confirm that we are in 2020, uh, that makes us that much closer to Tampa. Yeah, I, I can't wait. I, I wake up every single day and I'm just like, should we get the B&Bs today? Should we do this? What are we going to do? We got to make like our, our itinerary for WrestleMania weekend before the that's before a, like February. That's a strong, you have, you have to have a whole lot of things in plan and pretty much have to have the mental capacity to know that something is going to screw up when it comes to WrestleMania itineraries. Cause things are just so, just so out of the ordinary things could things could move away in certain times things could change you have to be really flexible in times like wrestlemania weekend yeah i mean you know there's gonna be a lot of things going on that weekend wrestling wise and but you know what i want to do i want to do like stuff that weekend off of the beaten path you know like maybe like not so much wrestling stuff let's see what tampa got to offer i want to see what tampa's got i've never been oh like that yeah yeah Uh Yeah. tampa got to offer huh yeah (laughs) okay i'm feeling sturdy in tampa if nah 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 your nah your leg work's not gonna be sturdy in tampa if your leg work is sturdy in tampa like how that Gotti video was this is gonna be a legendary gonna be a legendary weekend <laughs> uh so of course we were talking about wrestlemania weekend uh which is coming up in april of next year in 2020 we're recording this on new year's eve so you're beginning the first episode of of the a show of 2020 on new year's day which is kind of crazy like if we had still been doing the same thursday scheduling we probably would have been a couple of days off or we might not have even done it this week i don't know but mm. we're sticking we're sticking to the schedule here um not a lot of news uh, in terms of just wrestling stuff this week, I mean, it's it's pretty much uh, all hands have been kind of not on deck. Everyone's been kind of uh, chilling out. Uh, other than a couple, other than one title change, we'll get to a little bit later. Not much has gone on. Of course, AEW didn't air last week, and NXT was uh, what was that? Was that your phone? It was a big. It was a it was a large dinging sound. I heard. Oh, sorry that that was um, uh, this Tampa this Tampa. Um area that it just gave me the confirm that um they heard your they heard your legs sturdy so <laughs> they, 
I'm just, I'm just, giving, I'm just giving them the, the notion that things are about to go down. Please prepare for us. <laughs> that was the emergency. Uh, the emergency. <laughs> yes, exactly. As soon as I heard it, I had to send a quick message like, "Oh shit, it's going down." <laughs> Uh, we'll be, we're we're going to get to all the, I guess, two or three news items and we're going to integrate that this week into our uh, into our, our main wrestling portion where we review the shows. What I wanted to get into this this week uh, in this very short kind of protracted episode is wrestling resolutions for next year. Mark, do you have any wrestling resolutions that you want to that, that you kind of, you know, things that you want to accomplish, things you want to do? Because like I know that you were going through like, two, was it 2003, 2004 this year? Did you finish that? So my rewatching on WWE Network, what I wanted to try and accomplish, I didn't really have a set timetable on it. It was just gradual as I continued to enjoy WWE Network. Um, I wanted to watch everything from the beginning of, where did I start? I want to say I started at, the Raw after Survivor Series 1997. So you have the infamous promo of Vince McMahon stating that everything was saying your prayers and eating your vitamins were very passe, and that pretty much starts the promo that begins the Attitude Era. I wanted to start from there all the way until I actually ended up watching wrestling again, which was around that June 2011 time, around Money in the Bank 2011, which of mm-hmm. course involved CM Punk in. Uh, John Cena for the WWE Championship. I am at, I'm three weeks away from WrestleMania 19. So I am in February 2003. No Way Out 2003 just ended. Austin had returned from completely leaving. Just whipped Bischoff's ass. You have the screw job between Rock and Hogan and Vince McMahon is beating his chest and showing actual pay-per-view footage on SmackDown. It's, It's completely hilarious. Um, but that is where I am as of right now. So all of the different matches that they're going to set up towards WrestleMania 19 is where I'm going to be watching. Yeah, well, I mean, are you going to continue it? Do you think you're going to finish? I, I want you to watch old ECW, w, w, WWE ECW. Oh, WWE ECW. So the one thing that I am very excited for is I know late 2004 is when they bring out the ECW DVD, right? The fall and rise of, of ECW or, or, or something of that nature. And, yeah, rise and fall, rise and fall. Yeah, rise and fall of ECW. And that is what sparks all of the interest and the nostalgia of fans wanting more ECW. And that is, is pretty much the jump pad to One Night Stand in 2005. Mm-hmm. That is what I am very excited to see because... Growing up, I, I, I was, did not have the ability to watch ECW at the time that it was on. It was mainly WCW and WWE. But the amount of negativity that I know is going to sit in those footage, in, in that footage of WWE, ECW, I've already heard the Bruce Pritchard podcast on it. It <laughs> seems like it's something that I am just going to have in the background as I quickly look to continue watching more Raw and more SmackDown. Yeah, me and me and me and Cyrus on Spot Callers last week for for Christmas we watched December to Dismember and uh, did not age well. I I I did watch the three weeks or not not even three weeks like the month leading up to it. It was some rough television to get through. I will say, Dean does one of the worst pay per views of all time, right? Yes, one of the one of the worst pay per views. I I'd say it's still up there, probably in the top ten. I can't say that it's number one. I think there's some. I think there are some uh, pay per views. 
this year that kind of probably fell into that. I think Hell in a Cell 2019, <laughs> Hell in a Cell 2019 was pretty pretty bad. But the, like I think what saves it from being maybe top five is that Sasha Becky match. Mm-hmm. Um, and but I mean the Fiend Seth Rollins match was just it, it was definitely up there with yeah. One of the worst salvage- yeah, at least you have things that are salvageable. But you end the Fiend and Seth Rollins just staring at your screen like, bro. I, it is really difficult to try and to to try and see things being red hot and things just end up falling in an area that how can I explain it? I try and get into a mind. It's it's re, it's really mind. I try and get into a mindset where I don't want to be the guy that sits at home and books everything. I yeah. have found a lot of interest and it's helped me continue to watch things week by week when it comes to WWE. Cause that is the, the, the main uh, amount of wrestling that I do watch. Right. That is, it helps me enjoy a lot more of the product when you're not trying to overanalyze a lot of different things and book it specifically. But when it came to Fiend and Seth Rollins, I was just like, there's so many different ways you could have, disqualified Seth Rollins or, or something of that nature where uh, maybe Seth keeps the belt and you don't necessarily do something with the fiend. If you didn't want to go down that route, sure. Didn't have to do it in the fashion that they did. Yeah. yeah and, and that kind of brings up a kind of like an issue here that I guess we'll get to when we talk about raw about fandom and this decade of wrestling definitely changing where it was like, you're, you're way more, um, you're way more vocal. And you're way more noticed, I, I guess. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're kind of seen a lot more now where it's like your complaints are they're, they're signal boosted to the world. Absolutely. And Absolutely. it makes it really, really tough to kind of come up with your own opinions on, on certain things. Like it, it's really hard to, to, to kind of stay on your ground because people will literally try and kill you kill you off if you if you like something that other people don't don't like whether it be AEW whether it be WWE it's on both sides it's gotten really toxic and me and Mills have talked about that a lot this year alone how toxic it's gotten like I got, I got nominated for some the, for the wrestling like last year at wrestling twitter awards we me and Mills were like top of the pops like we were just mm-hmm. like literally the best we best podcast nomination all of that this year I got worst account it's like asshole of the year or something like that <laughs> It was that worst account. So it was. I forgot what the other one was. I don't. I don't. I don't know if I won. I gotta. I don't know who they're who's announcing this. I don't know what person's gonna announce the the winners. But um, yeah, I don't know if I won. But at the end of the day, it's like you know that's how that's how it is. Like that whole award thing. That whole every nomin- nominee was like somebody that that group of people didn't like. So it's like it shows like in twelve months you can completely fall out of favor with somebody just off of your opinion, off of the way that you present yourself. Instead, it's like, I don't bother anybody, mm-hmm. right? But it's like, you know, if, if you don't if you don't want to uh, condemn Jordan Miles and be on his side, you're automatically like, oh, this is, this is you know, you're a bootlicker. So yeah, you're put, yeah, you're being put in a certain area. You're not down for the culture. And it becomes yeah. areas that are, that are pretty difficult to try and have honest conversations in. And luckily, in that case, with Jordan Miles, that thing ended up snitching on itself where yeah. uh, people quickly moved their way out of that black and white photographs <laughs> and, and going too crazy with that as more information came onto that story. It's, it, it's completely understood that, that people want to have the notion and depending on which way that you want to look at it from a certain perspective, people want to make sure that 
you know, people of our experience, people of our color are being well represented and that's fully understood. Does that necessarily mean that you will blindly jump on a certain area and discuss things in a negative manner and say, well, you know what? For everything that Triple H did, everything that Vince did, la, 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 and, just, <laughs> and just completely go on the strong side of that when you don't really have all the facts, that is where things get difficult in having conversations. It got wild. It got really, really wild. And it, I mean, like you said, it, it snitched on itself. And so, like, that actually brings me to my, my one resolution. And that is, I will continue. <laughs> I will I will continue to speak my truth next year. I'll continue to say how I feel, and I'll continue to do that regardless of what people think about me and what people think about what I'm saying. I, I think that it, it's only right. So, like, all, so all those Kenny Omega fans are going to continue to be pissed off in 2020 is what you're saying? They can be. Oh, from, <laughs> from, the, from the UK. All of them from the UK. Uh, very special. So, so, I mean, you know, that's all I can do. I think, you know, my, my biggest resolution, I, I want to watch more. I kind of fell off New Japan this year. I felt like they weren't really exciting me. I'll see after Wrestle Kingdom next uh, weekend how that looks. Um, I wanted to run the car down. I know that I, I wanted to have Cyrus on the show today so we could talk about the car. He had to, he had something come up. Um, but Wrestle Kingdom is next weekend. I think that'll be my... Uh, actually, no, it's this weekend. Wow, what am I talking about? It's this weekend. I'll be watching it, and hopefully that's another launching pad into me being a fan of New Japan again. Because I, I felt like this year there weren't a lot of alternatives for me because New Japan, I, I was bored with it. So I was mm-hmm. literally having to watch WWE or nothing at all. AEW, I watched it sparingly. I kind of like fell off of it again because the, the weekly show isn't grabbing me at all. Um, I want to get back into watching more indies as well, whatever indies are left. But I want to I watch them more. And and yeah, I think I, th- I think that's fair. And having the conversation on that is something that always makes these uh, type of conversations for this a lot more grand. Like you said, the the thing with social media in 2020 can be a true gift and a curse when you start discussing voices uh, having a lot more of an easier ability to be broadcasted and heard compared to when we were growing up on forums. Like the yeah. the, the, the the complaints, the ideas that we had when we were teenagers online and things being solidified in the form is a lot different right now than things are when somebody can grab an Instagram, somebody can grab a Twitter and literally broadcast on a website and now you see thousands of people reading it in an area where you were just like maybe sharing your own ideas, sharing your own thoughts and did not expect certain things to be this way. So um, as much as I don't want to jump into a mindset where it's like, you know, social media can be this certain type of thing. There's definitely blessings that could come from this, but uh, in areas where social media creates a lot of toxic and difficult conversations to be had, because of course, fandom plays a lot of, factors into conversations like these that's where things get difficult yeah absolutely i and again what as we get into raw we'll be talking more about that but uh you watched raw uh, did you watch smackdown i want to kind of run through smackdown really really quick so friday night i caught smackdown the reason <laughs> that i don't catch too many raws is because usually that is when we are handling everything with the rspn uh but raw was caught this week and Friday Night SmackDown is usually my weekly entertainment of WWE. Now, how do you feel about SmackDown and their women's division uh, going into uh, 2020? Like the SmackDown was very intense on uh, on the women on Friday. I have to say that there were more segments with them 
than a lot of the men. Uh, it was a holiday themed episode also of SmackDown as well. But um, it, it was definitely more a lot different than uh, what I what we've seen so far from the show, where it's like kind of like the women get like a couple seconds. Now it was kind of like, OK, the match time wasn't as much, but they still got a lot of things like a thread of story going throughout the show. Exactly. And the one the one complaint that I have seen this past week is is relating to Bailey and buying into her character of being this badass type of heel that is completely done with entertaining parents, children and things like that and being the strong SmackDown Women's Champion. I think the statistic came out this week that she is the longest uh, running SmackDown Women's Champion based on her two title reigns and that is something that has been really nice you i've i am buying into the character of bailey being smackdown women's champion that is something that i'm not tired of as of yet you do have sasha banks on the side of her as well and with that those two have been dealing with of course uh lacey evans uh who is now face i kind of like i kind of like face lacey and i can't lie I do too, and I think that it's insane that people are like not feeling her as a as as a baby face. I think she's way again, like I said, the gimmick stops her from doing a lot of things. Like mm-hmm. the gimmick is very hokey. Not gonna lie, it, it is. But I think as a face, it works better. And as a parent, having her be like the the concerned and protective parent is a really good role for her. I'm glad that they integrated that to get her over it quickly. As, as a face because i mean as a heel she'd done everything this year she got beat by becky like a drum like, yeah yeah, like, yeah like a million times they added Mary corbin to it she got her ass with again like how can we believe you know we can't believe her as a heel she's been beaten so many times it's not like a baron corbin type thing where he can he can lose and he can still be where he is and still be hated like Lacey was losing steam and i think uh, making her a baby face definitely worked but with bailey i think that where Lacey has authenticity as a face because of the per- the parent, you know, her being a parent and being a daughter. And be clear, Mark, it's very hard to be a baby face, especially in these times. It's it's just tough. Yeah, because it's it's difficult because it'll be cool for like two, three weeks. People will be like, yeah, really into it. And then you start getting into things that come with being a baby face. Like maybe you win two or three matches uh, in a row within the past week. And now and then people just get, I'm kind of tired of uh, I'm kind of tired of Lacey Evans already. You know, maybe we can switch it over to something different. And then there's another shiny new toy. Exactly. And. So I, I, you know, time will tell if Lacey can can keep that up, you know, throughout the next year. But I mean, like they they have a lot of faith in her, and and I think that it's cool that they've had so much faith in her. But where on the other end, Bailey, I think she needs a lot more authenticity as a heel, and I think that she needs to do something really, really like I don't want to say like murderous, like <laughs> like, like send somebody to God. You need Bailey like, send somebody to God. Like I don't want her to slap a kid or something. I, I just need her to do something that would, I think really put her in that, that upper echelon of heels. And that one thing to me, and I think it'll probably happen next year, or at least I hope that will happen, is for her to turn on Sasha. And then Sasha becomes face, and then Sasha becomes face again, and that will be your battle for SmackDown Women's Championship? Yeah, well, I mean, Sasha doesn't necessarily have to become a face. She could be a tweener. She could be mm-hmm. like a, a Shades of Grey heel face. She faces anybody. Like, yeah. I think that's a cool, a cool look for her. I think that's where it works. I, I don't want her to lose that edge she has. I just think that They've been they've been linked for so long without actually being against each other. And I just want the I, I want the NXT Brooklyn vibes back with those two. 
and they even flirted with it the, um, this past year around the time when they were um, the women's tag team champions. And then uh, what did Bailey say? You ain't shit or something like that when she whoop, when she whooped Sasha Banks's ass. But then that ended up getting dropped. Uh, you have what had happened with Sasha Banks after WrestleMania, and you don't see her for a little bit of time. And with that, Bailey starts going solo and and gets her um, uh, first one of the SmackDown Women's Championship. And from that, you have Sasha Banks returning after that, and it has taken so much. Uh, uh, asking and just waiting for Sasha Banks to get out of that type of face, different style and actually turn the heel. So having that tweener area of Sasha will be nice. At least it won't be completely full face because we've taken so long to try and get Sasha Banks back to that badass type of NXT heel that she was around that time. Mm-hmm. Um, Bailey, I, I truly don't know what Bailey would have to do to try if, to, if you want to really work on con- Bailey convincing you that she is, as bad as she says she is, I am not positive because it is what was it, almost seven years of being that character. We even yeah. refer to it as like almost being like the female John Cena at a certain area. Now yeah. she didn't really have the 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 success uh, as John Cena had in between that reign because she had her rough patches and she had her losses. Uh, but that type of face was supposed to be that strong, really powerful type of face, and that ended up rubbing people the wrong way and now we have the bailey that we currently have as of right now but to convince me i I don't really i don't really think i truly need a lot more convincing but for everybody that is not really bought in on it she needs a better a better opponent i I think sasha lacy works better to me than uh bailey lacy i think bailey needs a big a big program man really it would it would truly help for this for the smackdown women's championship at least because Within these next few months, the Raw Women's Championship is going to be is going to have some really nice storylines set aside from it. But I want to see what happens with the SmackDown Women's Championship when it comes to that because I don't really see Lacey. I don't really see Lacey winning it again. I I like the character of being almost like if if they want to go down the road of like Liberty Bell from Glow. Completely understand that 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 could be something. Maybe maybe not as as uh, too deep into that realm because Lacey Evans still continues to hold a little bit more of a stronger area uh and a stronger attitude than say uh liberty bell did on glow of course but uh that is uh that 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 is something that i wouldn't be too i wouldn't be too positive about i, I like Lacey Evans, but i don't see that working in her area where she ends up beating bailey for smackdown women's championship exactly um before we get to like the main thread of the the story of smackdown this week how do you feel about braun Strowman dancing I thought it was funny. I thought this killed him, man. <laughs> you thought it killed him? You thought, yeah. you thought, you thought it was over? Nobody, I was, like, nobody I was, was like, I was like, man, this dude was getting murdered on TV. <laughs> <laughs> he was getting garbage dumpsters launched on him, and he had a scaffold. Yeah, getting hit by trucks. Roman <laughs> ran him over. <laughs> you think because he got a little hips? It's not going. It was a little hip. He was a little sturdy. No, 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 that was not sturdy. I was I seeing no, you know, if he if he kept it straight hip, if he kept it like big E, just full hip, I would have been like, all right. But then he started going into the grabbing his leg and started doing the thing with his head. I'm like, all right, this is this is a little, this is a little if he just hit if we just if he just kept it sturdy, if we did a little pop smoke leg, if he did a little hip action, he would have been straight. <laughs> it was I don't know. I thought it was 
Oh, I thought it was a little cheesy. I don't know. I, I, I don't want I don't want to go too far the other way. You know, I don't want to go too far the other way. That's what I'm worried about. And start turning into uh, and start turning into damn Brodus Clay on with it. Exactly. Not even Brodus, just being good. Like, just know. being goofy. Yeah, it's being goofy. I, I mean, I, I, I foresee the IC title being his future. Yes, I do. Um, I think Nakamura's had it for way too long. Good <laughs> <laughs> children at this one. He's like, y'all want it? Is there? Sammy, <laughs> want to hold it? He's had it for uh, way no. too long. I think it's time for him to drop it. Like Nakamura, like never loses, yo. Like he never <laughs> drops the title. He never. No one ever beats him, and he's barely on TV. So like, but then again, that feeds into the thing. Isn't that a good thing? Because uh, the way people want it. Online, hey, Nakamura, he's got to beat everybody. He's got to whoop everybody's ass, <laughs> and he does. Right? He beats everybody. Right? Like. Didn't I bring up his win loss a couple weeks ago on Twitter? And it was like his win loss was like over like seventy five percent in WWE. Like he's got a pretty crazy win loss record. In, in yeah, the and then when he when he takes a pin in a tag match, it's uh what are they doing with Shinsuke on SmackDown? What is Fox doing? <laughs> but I think we pretty much know what we're gonna get from this guy now, and we're gonna get probably one or two serviceable matches a year, and that'll be it, right? I can I can tell the smile on your face because I know the cadence <laughs> that comes from being Shinsuke. Hey, he's based on our battles in the E, but you know, it'll come. You know, uh, you know, it's going to work for him. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's, uh, it's going to work for him, boss. Um, the main story of the night was Daniel Bryan, Baron Corbin, and The Miz having – one match three times. <laughs> one night. At first, Corbin was like, Yeah, I'm about to do it. And then Roman came and was like, Oh, wait, 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 wait. I'm good. I'm good. Y'all fight. <laughs> then they fought and he was like, All right, all right, let's do it again. I feel I really felt for Miz because he was, I know he was winded. <laughs> <laughs> he never had to work this much. <laughs> <in his> <laughs> Like, Ever okay, you hold me down real quick? Like, dang, let me just chill in the back. <laughs> Baron actually, Baron actually gets to lead. Like, he is out of the second. Well, okay, here let, let's just kind of run down what happens here. Yeah. The beginning of the show, the match is supposed to happen. Baron cuts a promo on Brian. Doesn't happen because Roman comes out to attack them. Baron says he's not going to compete. Then Brian and Miz have the match, and that gets interrupted by Baron's, I guess, security guards, mm-hmm. and then. When he finds out that Roman's not in, in the building anymore, he says, okay, let's do it in the main yeah, event. Let's run it. Let's run it. After Brian. <laughs> Everybody already has a red chest. Mrs. Mrs. Skull is orange. <laughs> Daniel's got the brown chest, yellow legs. And he's like, ah, let's run it. Let's run it. I got, I got, I got green bar. They, they done did their signature moves already. Yeah, he, <laughs> <laughs> they wasted their finishers. <laughs> Like, Jesus Christ, right? So uh, we get to the number one contenders match, which I thought was phenomenal. I, I really, really like this. It's really fun. I thought it went about 20 minutes. It was essentially a, a Brian and Miz match because Roman comes out midway through and uh, takes Corbin out the match. So Corbin didn't even really get to work <laughs> the whole thing. He probably did like one in the days and that was it. And I'm sure people were, I'm sure people were 100% pissed. Like, damn, you have this big ass heel of Baron Corbin. He's not even working. And then that makes it even 10 times worse. And then, you yeah. know, you start buying more into that, that heel character. Yeah, I liked it. I, I really do like that uh, that Roman has to earn this, this win. I, I think that, like, the way they're booking that in this storyline, like Baron or hate them, you know, it's better than when Roman was just beating dudes in one month and then beating them again and then moving on. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, this is the most protracted kind of, like, 
you know, storyline and rivalry he's had. And I, I think it's making Baron look good. I don't know how much, how much he's doing for Roman. I really just want to see him in the title picture again. But um, it's doing it's doing wonders for Baron as far as being hated. Like, he's probably the most hated heel in the biz right now. Um, but Br- Daniel Bryan wins. Uh, and he will face The Fiend at Royal Rumble. And this is the original Daniel Bryan. This is bald head. Yep. Nothing on the tights. Yes, movement back Daniel Bryan. I have to say, I'm, I'm, I'm very much enjoying uh, the throwback to this style. And you know what else that I noticed? It's not a really uh, intense physical style that he's doing either. He's, he's, he's back to the wrestling hold and stuff like that. And I, and I think that's a really nice touch. Yeah, it's something that people want to see a whole lot of from, from Daniel Bryan. Uh, it's been a really long time since... We have dealt with him, of course, coming back from retirement and dealing with all that. You had his WWE championship run. You had his matches with Kofi Kingston and all that it came. And he had SmackDown uh, tag team championships with him at that point in time. But people want it's it's a really it's a really quick nostalgia pop that you can get from Daniel Bryan because a lot of people just remember so many good memories and good things that came from that specific period and would love to see that happen a lot more now that Daniel Bryan is 100% with all of his health again. So, you'll see it against the Fiend. I don't know how well of a match they'll be able to put on. I would like to see an amazing match between Daniel Bryan and The Fiend, a lot more different than the one that they previously had beforehand. Um, but it's something I'm going to look forward to. Yeah. Um, who do you think, Brian? We, we know he's, he's, he's going to get clapped at Royal Rumble. Let's just be clear. Um, who do you think he's got for WrestleMania? Just, just pie in the sky, five months out. Who do you think he's going to get? Um, I don't... They, they always give him something special, either with a part-timer or someone that we wouldn't expect. Like, if I was to say anyone that he'd get, I would want it to be HBK. Uh, dude, they've, well, they flirted with AJ and Shawn Michaels, and then that didn't happen. Right. Flirted with Daniel Bryan and Shawn Michaels, that also didn't happen. I don't know what would take, what would take Shawn Michaels to get off that, to, to, to move away from Orlando, to get out of Orlando for a little bit. What about Edge? Um, Edge will be nice, but I feel like Edge batted down those rumors recently, right? He said he said he has, still, to. He has to. Oh well, yeah, that's true. I mean, he can't he can't be like, yeah, guys, I'm coming back in March. Yeah, that's true. Just like Derrick Rose said, you see the money they handed out. <laughs> <laughs> see the money they handed out. I can't be on the sidelines. I mean, yeah, he might he might risk it for a night a WrestleMania. Well, well, he will be working with Brian, who technically like would protect him the best way possible. And we'll know how to protect that neck more than more than I'm sure a lot of a lot of others will. Yeah, exactly. So it's either that or Undertaker. Uh, long sigh. Well, I want Daniel Undertaker. Uh, what is Undertaker going mean, to He's going to see Daniel and say what? I don't know. I yeah. I don't know about Taker. I love. I'd love for Daniel Sean. Let's let's start. Let's start discussing everything from Daniel learning from that Shawn Michaels Academy. And yeah. start and start and start having things like that. Sean, Sean can get into a little bit of a not necessarily a huge heel, but can get a little bit into that into that bag. Yeah, they're they're in Tampa, man. Like that. I mean, that's a couple minutes. It's just down the street, Sean. Come yeah. on now, pull up, pull up now. What if Triple H is just like, hey, hey, can you, you just meet me out here for like an hour? Yeah, come on. I, I got I got some. I'm gonna, bl- I'm gonna blindfold you though, and then he just <laughs> takes off the blindfold. It's like, what the hell? You brought me out the media. I mean, they're both bald, so I mean, they work. They work now. <laughs> um, before we leave SmackDown, how do you feel about the Otis, Mandy, Sonya, Dolph Ziggler thing going on? Um, 
He put his. I like when he stepped on the cake and said, "These are Jordans, by the way." I said, "Wow!" I was, I was, I was like, "He's green." I was like, "These are damn Jordan forty eights. You talking about these? Are Jordans. Ain't got no damn threes on." <laughs> uh, that was SmackDown. A pretty enjoyable show, I thought. Uh, very low stakes. I, I think they set uh, things into motion for Royal Rumble. Um, meanwhile, between SmackDown and and not between SmackDown, actually before SmackDown and on to Raw, Andrade beat Rey Mysterio for the U.S. title mm-hmm. in Garden. Huge, huge, huge uh, moment for Andrade, and congratulations to him. What a year he's had! Um, and and just going into twenty twenty, he's he's at where we always wanted him to be, right? Like some, he's holding a title, and he's going into he's he's holding Raw's biggest title. Remember that because Brock is on the show. Yeah, right yeah, we're, yeah, we're not seeing Raw. And thank God this happened because I started getting a little bit worried that there was going to be a breakup between Selena and Andrade, um, uh, based on what had happened on last month's pay per view. Yeah, absolutely, and you know. I'm glad that, that we saw this happen. So that actually fuels into what happens on Raw. Um, of course, we can't, we'd be remiss to, to talk about Raw without talking about the wedding. Uh, so let's kind of speed through it so we can talk about the main <laughs> event of the show. Um, a lot of things are happening here. Joe and Kevin Owens, some of Joe and Kevin Owens, they are, they seem to be properly aligned at this point against Seth Rollins and the AOP. I think we're just waiting for Rey Mysterio to get involved and make this a three way tag type situation, right? That would be interesting. Uh, that would be interesting. If, if he wants to get out of the way of, of the United States title picture, Rey Mysterio jumping into that and joining Kevin Owens and a face of Moa Joe that I have enjoyed a whole lot, not only in commentary, but definitely that first night as he's trying to back up Kevin Owens fighting Seth Rollins in the AOP. That would be interesting. Yeah, I really like the opening segment. Um that happened on Raw between Joe and and uh, Kevin Owens and Seth and the AOP. They need a name already because they. I just think they need a stable name. But I like the pull apart brawl. I really love. I'm a sucker for a good pull apart brawl, and I thought they handled this one pretty damn well. I, I actually think that this is actually making Seth a lot more disliked and, and a lot better heel. But also, the people are feeling something for him again, and I think that's really cool. Yeah, I ended up liking the 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 situation between last week when they're pressing Samoa Joe and he's like, you know, I can whip both your ass, right? And he's just <laughs> staring and just like, ah, oh, come on, come on, we don't got to do this. And then he just turns and he's like, finish him. And then they just completely whoop his, and they just completely whoop his ass. I like that set. And I think people wanted a lot more of that set. We got to find a way to do that on 2K. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and try and get these storylines on? Yeah, I'm about it. We gotta finally do this on two K, but that is the only more tag with that. Oh yeah, we would absolutely, or or like a or or a fatal four way, and somebody oh, just takes finish him in a fatal four way. Somebody's gonna quit the match. <laughs> nah, somebody's gonna be pissed. If that happened to me, if that happened to me specifically. I'm quitting. I'm like, no, 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 no. You're not. y'all not getting this off on me. Oh my god. Um. So uh, that is the only actual moment that you see these uh these five contenders uh in the in the show. And I actually like that Raw once again has something for everyone. Everything feels important on this show, even if they don't have a belt. And that's something where I think SmackDown lacks, where it's like you've got Nakamura wrapped up in the with the IC title and he never really defends it. And you it doesn't really feel like it's the most important title on the show. Even if Bray's not on the show every week, it still feels as though it's kind of like just kind of there. Um, but here you have the U.S. title as the focal point of the show, where now you have Ricochet stepping into the into the fold as, as another contender. Uh, him and Andrade had a pretty great match on the show as well. Went through two commercial breaks, went around, I want to say, uh, 10, 11 minutes. Um, but I thought it was really good. I want to see – I'm, try, I'm trying to decide – but when it comes to Ricochet, still very highly entertained, but – 
Yeah, yeah. When does it become something like uh, in in my case for me, it was something like a Braun Strowman, and I was like, all right, I fuck with Braun. Braun is really entertaining. I would like to see a belt on Braun Strowman, and you can make the case, you know, he didn't need a belt, but I feel like Ricochet, in certain cases, he's gonna need at least some type of gold, right? Yeah, like it, it, it's. I mean, he's got the U.S. title. A lot of people are saying Ricochet might go against Brock, and I'm just like, I don't think the loss to Andrade actually points points you to that at all. To I, Brock, yeah, yeah. You just he's not, he's not really being built up. And by the way, Brock will be on the sh- on Raw next week in Oklahoma City, and I guess we'll find out who he's facing. But it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like it's going to be uh, anybody right now. I mean, Randy Orton and AJ. Let's talk about that segment for a second. Uh, Randy Orton, quote unquote, suffered an injury to his knee in Madison Square Garden. Uh, and it was said that on Raw he was going to talk about the medical analysis and the, or examination and, and what his future would be. He comes out, gives this long-winded promo about, you know, he's going to try and be back for WrestleMania. AJ says, I'm, I'm going to be patient and wait for WrestleMania. Uh, then starts picking on Randy. And then Randy says, you know what? I'm not patient. And then he gave him hard. <laughs> loved that fucking... Uh, I loved it. I, I really, really enjoyed it. I... I completely bit to, to to not to not use a uh, to not use a uh, a pun. I completely bit for this promo because I'm watching Randy sell this. He's got the knee brace on, completely selling everything, and AJ just toying with him, picking with him. And I thought he went for the RKO, still injured. I'm like, Randy, you are such an idiot. How are you going to get back up? And then he gets back up and starts stomping on his knee. I'm like, oh, you sly bastard! You yeah. sly bastard! Yeah, it, it is. It is. It's really like, I, again, say what you will about Randy Orton. It's these moments, right? It's like yeah. it's, it's these moments that that are reasons why he's a fan favorite and and why the E had to snatch him up for another five years. We we all bid on it. I mean, obviously there were reports that it was a storyline, but it was like, where are they going to go with this? Like, what, what's what's the angle here? And it's to further AJ in in Randy's storyline, which again is off. Again, it's a segment for someone else. You know, it's, mm-hmm. everyone has their own place on Raw, and that's why I really freaking enjoy this show so much, especially in this current iteration that Paul Heyman is, uh, you know, at, at the helm of. Uh, you also saw the Street Profits beat the Good Brothers. And so next week on the first Raw of 2020, you will have the Street Profits versus the Good Brothers versus the Viking Raiders for the Tag Team Championships, which should be a complete banger mm-hmm. next Monday. Um, was there anything else before? We, oh, there was a really long Charlotte and Natalia match that I felt as though was unnecessary. The promo when she was like, yeah, I know I could come out here and tell y'all I won 10 titles, but let me show y'all why I also <laughs> won. 10 titles. Anybody want to come out and face the 10 time women's champion? Anybody? People were saying it was going to be Liv. (laughs) (laughs) Liv's going to get sent to the Lord. If if Liv Morgan came out, people complain about Liv Morgan this week as far as, as far as her position. If she came out to face Charlotte, knee, knee gone. You might as well wait another six months. (laughs) Cause that big boot going to send Liv to the Lord. And now you got to wait again. Oh my god. Uh so yeah, you had like a 15 minute sh- uh, Charlotte Natty match, but you also had the announcement that Becky Asuka 2 is going down in Houston at Royal Rumble in just three and a half, four weeks uh on pay-per-view. I can't wait for this match. I love how they're making it very important, and I love how Becky also is making it important to her legacy as champion to defeat the one person she's never beaten before yeah. in competition in Oscar, making Oscar really important and feel like a big deal here. 
Yeah, and I think that's that's something that's something that people wanted to see a lot of when it came to Charlotte and Asuka after WrestleMania. After Charlotte and Asuka fought at WrestleMania, and of course Asuka ends up losing her undefeated streak. We would have liked seeing something from Asuka that continues to keep her in that really large realm, but things ended up playing it in different areas. And then later in that year, she wins the SmackDown Women's Championship. As of now, She's the women's tag team champion, but still booked very strong with Kyrie Sane. And now we have the ability to even call back in areas where she's the only person to beat Becky Lynch, fair and square, completely clean, no type of fugues on the outside on last year's Royal Rumble. And that is something that has still bothered Becky as she is damn near checked off everything on her checklist. But the only question that I truly had when it came to Becky um, I will ask you, what did, what did you take from her discussing her contract online? Um, we all know she signed an extension, I think, <laughs> a couple of months ago, five years. Um, but I think that it's very interesting. Let, let's just ignore that, right? Let's just ignore it. It doesn't matter, okay? We know that she, it's wrestling, kayfabe, whatever. Mm-hmm. I think this is how we get to Ronda. I think that her request will be she wanted Asuka, she'll beat Asuka. Next, she wants Ronda. If WWE doesn't give her Ronda, she'll leave and she'll, she'll walk. Out. She'll walk. She'll walk with the belt. She'll drop the belt. She'll throw the belt away. She wants. She wants Ronda at Mania. Um, I don't see too many. Just look at look at where we're at right now. Unless they're building up Alistair Black or someone on Raw to be like the 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 big men's challenger mm-hmm. uh, for for Mania. I, I don't, I'm not sure. Um, I don't see anything bigger. This. Uh, 2020 than Becky Ronda closing the show. I, I really just don't see anything bigger than that closing the show. That that is the that's the match we've been waiting for. We didn't get the one on one at Survivor yeah, last year. Yeah, we didn't even get it last year at WrestleMania. Yeah, we didn't get the one on one. They've been saving this, and this is the perfect time. Now the question is, is she ready? I don't know. But if I feel as though if they're doing this, they're gonna have something drastic come up, and Becky is gonna be the focal point of this show after Royal Rumble and she, when she beats Asuka. I would have her beat Asuka. I'd have her survive the Elimination Chamber. And I would have her um, hold up the company in order to get Ronda, just to lead to that Ronda, Ronda moment. It also frees up the Royal Rumble for a SmackDown competitor to win. And that competitor, it could be Lacey, it could be Sasha, it could be anyone. I think that, you know, they got to they gotta have Ronda Becky. I, I don't see anything else. Unless they do Shayna Baszler and Shayna goes after whoever. Um, but I, I don't know. I just, I don't see anything more than that. Do you think we even get Ronda Rousey at the Royal Rumble at all in the, in the match specifically? Now that would make it even more interesting if she does win the Rumble. Cause it kind of makes this contract thing seem kind of weird, but knowing Hame, the, the way that Heyman writes raw, we know it's leading somewhere. If, even if you just look at the wedding angle, mm. what happens in there had been built up to. If you look at all of Liv's promos, leaving up, you know, leading up to that to that night or to, mm-hmm. to Monday night, it's leading to somewhere. We just don't know what it is. Now, what would be a really big swerve is if Oscar beat her at Royal Rumble. If Oscar beats Becky and 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 holds the women's tag team championships and the Raw Women's Championship as well, yeah, um, that'll be. I mean, I feel like that will make a lot of people happy. How would how could the Oscar accounts complain then? I, yeah, I, I really exactly. Do. I really do think there's like there's an outside chance that they they probably use that to say, well, I've done everything. The last thing I want to do is beat Ronda. They don't need the title, you know, mm-hmm. to, to do this match. Ronda doesn't need 
it's never been about the title for these two. They just don't like each other, right? Yeah. So just have them have them do that. Have them go for it without the title or have Becky lose it at Elimination Chamber and have it be Asuka Charlotte. And then Asuka Charlotte, what, three at Mania. And even if you don't, I'm, I'm trying to think of how to incorporate Ronda into this. Um, unless she interferes and costs Becky the championship. Right. That, R- Ronda or Shayna or both. Yeah. All I know is it's, it's about to get lit with Becky. And I think people need to need to really like really tap in <laughs> with what they about to do. I, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, that- I mean, I hope so. People love this for so, and, and that's, that that's one of the things that it, it ends up. I wish I could just pinpoint certain areas where people get, I wish people would specifically themselves pinpoint more of the areas where they get tired with certain things because it almost flips like a switch. Look at how many positive months, that came from the conversation of Becky Lynch as far as being this badass, the the female Stone Cold Steve Austin, however which way you'd like to interpret it. And then as soon as WrestleMania happens and she gets both of the championships and you have the slogan of Becky two belts for the next few months up until she loses the belt to to Charlotte, things just completely do a 180. And it's like, damn, weren't, weren't, wasn't this what everybody just wanted like months ago? Yeah, right. But but I mean, and again, like I think me and Mills talked about it last week when we were talking about like worst feuds and, and stuff like that. It's like a lot of what happened with Becky's feuds and her matches this year didn't have anything to do with her. Like people were injured. Ronda was gone. You know, people took sabbaticals. People were gone. Like, you know what I'm saying? The shakeup happened. Like a lot of what people are upset at her for is like, and, and again, talk about her, her in ring, if you will. She's still the hottest thing in the company, regardless of how good she is in ring. It just goes to show how generational she is. Like she yeah. is the hottest. She's the longest reigning Raw Women's Champion of all time. Like on, on front in front of all the Raw programs, in front yeah. of USA, she's definitely the one that is holding it down for the women's division as right now. She's the franchise, and I, and I don't think you take that away from her. She's the only woman to hold both titles at the same time. Like, come on, like you 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 can't you can't deny just where she is. And I think you know they're preparing to give her something huge. You just don't do the contract thing unless you're like a CM Punk or a you know or, or you know or a Becky Lynch. You know, like that's that's what you do. Yeah. Uh, um. But let's get to this this wedding angle. Let's do it. Worst thing you've ever seen? No. Whoever whoever compared this to Katie Vick, please get out. Yeah, it, it, uh, necrophilia has nothing to do with this. So. Uh, it, it goes off pretty much the way that we all expected it to. I mean, there was a bunch of special guests that that uh, weren't with uh, that kind of were, were the people that said, you know, if you have um, if you have anything to say, if you don't want this union to happen, you had those people come out like Bobby Lashley's first wife, which I guess was like a, a veiled shot, kayfabe shot at Crystal Marshall, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, you had uh, Lana's first husband who got slammed into the ring. <laughs> I think a lot of it was Lana's delivery and just Lana's just not a good promo. I think, I think Lana had the opportunity to elevate herself here and she just did not do it for me as far as promos went. I, I thought Bobby was actually really great. <laughs> I thought he was my favorite thing about that. Yeah, he's falling back. But Lana, but Lana every, every time, every week is just the overstated yelling. Yeah. Uh, the draw now yelling and being oh, into the microphone and just doing that every single week and just getting all the booze. It's 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 her stick. Getting caught up in her words, like not knowing what to say. Like that happens a lot with her. <laughs> <laughs> and just starts freestyling off the top. <laughs> she just doesn't know what to say. Uh there was that weird moment where like they kiss each other and like I don't know if Bobby's skin got on her. <laughs> 
or was he wearing? Well, okay, so he was definitely wearing makeup then, right? If that was, if that's what got on her, he was wearing makeup, right? He he must have. I mean, damn, Montez was like, damn, she kissed the black off my uh, off Bobby. I was like, god damn. Like so, so, they both had each other's makeup on each other, so they looked really goofy for like the whole the whole program. So, uh, Liv Morgan comes out. Now we'd seen a, a, a pre-tape with her earlier in the show saying that you know someone had changed her and then they left her for basically they just left her cold. And she comes out and says, you know, that's the love of my life. I can't allow this person to get married without me saying how I feel. You think it's Bobby? And Bobby's like, I've never touched that white woman. <laughs> You're like, come on, come on, guys. Y'all believe this shit? <laughs> me? Come on, fellas. And then she says, no, it's Lana. And at that point, we are, we, we've we entered the Everybody's new... Everybody's like, oh! <sighs> we've entered... The, the cr- rightfully so, the crowd popped for this. I, I saw a tweet saying that it was dead. That segment was anything but dead after the yeah. <laughs> The segment is like, oh, it was such an awkward uh, type of experience. And I was like, uh, there's definitely a huge, a huge shock, even if it's not. It's not even specifically. It's 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 the fact that it's not Bobby. I, I don't I don't think we have to go any further and dive into that type of notion other than it's not Bobby. That's it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like that, that was the, the big shock there. And I, I, I don't know, man. I just really, I, I really thought that like the way that it was handled shocked a lot of people, and they were very upset about it. And they feel as though a lot of things. One of them being, why does Liv have to be uh, play a lesbian character, and she's not really a lesbian? We don't know if she's not. By the way, we don't know if she is or not. And this isn't even defense. This is literally the truth. Like we don't know if she is or not. We don't know what what these people are into. But also, it's like. I've seen everything say like, well, they need to, they need, they need sensitivity classes. They need to, they need representation in the writer's room. And it's like, it's a soap opera, right? I read, I read really good job of showing domestic abuse on USA network. And I said, okay, is this, is this how far, is this how far, if if you want to say, if you want to say it's terrible shock, jock, completely understandable. If you want to think of, the superstars that are on the WWE roster that are actually LGBT and and could have pulled this off with a storyline a lot better than others could in in an area where this is clearly an area just to shock the audience. Completely understandable, but using this type of terminology that'll pop domestic abuse, I I, I completely disagree. <laughs> completely disagree. <laughs> Domestic. Okay, so I mean, essentially, um, Lana attacks Liv, and yeah. I guess they're not in a uh, they're they're not in a relationship anymore. So I guess somebody took that as domestic abuse. This leads Rusev to come out, of course, out of the big cake, attack Bobby, basically destroy him, and then Rusev and and Liv stand tall. So we got Liv back one, right? Let's let's count all of the positives here, right? Mm-hmm. Liv is back. She's a face, which excellent this is great she is a different character than we've seen we don't know the layers of her yet right she is a different character that's all we know of her right now she got mic time for the first time probably in what a year almost since Squad broke since uh pretty much since Riot Squad broke up or maybe around that time that she fought Charlotte that one time she told Charlotte to shut up yeah uh i mean 
we she's in a from what I'm seeing it was like 1.5 1.6 million people have watched this segment in in 24 hours. Um, she's in a a money drawing ratings making opportunity position here where she can get over without even having to lace her Jordans up. Yeah, you love to see it. It's it's seeing seeing those type of numbers really proves that the wait for Liv Morgan was not something that was just tongue in cheek. I feel like a lot of people want to see what comes from that after the breakup of the Riot Squad. The only people that we've seen since then, of course, has been Sarah Logan, uh, Ruby Riot, uh, continuing to wait for Ruby Riot to come back, and Liv Morgan. There is just a draw that she has with her audience and her fans that people attach themselves to. And now she has a huge audience that is ready for her to come back. So that really speaks to that 1.5 million as far as everybody waiting for Liv Morgan to come back. But I'm not going to, uh, uh, for, for me personally, I would not take these last few months and these few weeks that we've had of actual promo from Liv Morgan and look at this wedding segment and say, okay, we're done here. Yeah. I'm happy for Liv, right? I'm not happy for this segment. I'm not a fan of this segment at all. It was pretty bad. Um, I remain optimistic about where they take Liv, but I remain cautious as to how they handle LGBT things as a whole. Yeah, I saw um, I saw Sonya Deville's tweet and uh, whether or not that is something that was specifically relatable to the uh, the wedding itself or something that was personally from the heart of Sonya Deville, um, I could not blame her for her uh, feelings if it was. Well, they were going to do a, a LGBT angle with her on Total Divas. And, Div- and Mandy Rose. And on Total Divas, her girlfriend says she wasn't comfortable with that type of angle. So mm-hmm. they wrapped it. I don't know what's again, and this is where I where you know what we talked about before the show started. It's like we people are jumping into conclusions way too quickly here. Yes, it was a terrible angle, but everything about this has been terrible. But people are watching it anyway, right? Mm-hmm. But I feel like a lot of fans like to just do well again. It's like. I can see some critics being they have some really valid points. Absolutely. I, I read a lot of reviews where I'm like, this is this is cool. But I'm talking about like social media, it's like a lot of these people just aren't are they fans of the like just how stupid this shit is? Like this this wrestling is stupid. Okay. Like it it is stupid. And stupid things like this happen. But people are drawn to the to these car crash mess of this. And I question my sanity, yes, because I thought we were over this. But Paul Heyman just knows how to do this so well that it's like, it doesn't matter if it's awful. He knows how to make people watch it. And I, I think that it, again, like happy for live, but we'll see what happens next week. And if in four weeks I'm looking at this and saying, well, you know what? They didn't, it was a terrible angle and they paid it off with even worse stuff. Then we're going to have a conversation about it. But for yeah, yeah. It's, it's possibility. Yeah. But this is again, another you know, opportunity for them to stretch out Rusev and Bobby Lashley because they know, man, they absolutely know. Uh, they absolutely know what people like watching bad. Te- people like watching bad television sometimes. Yeah, for sure. And, and again, it, it it is it is what it is. It, oh, oh crap! I I won second place in the most annoying category. 
<laughs> one. Hey, uh, JD from NY206. No idea what that is. Yeah, it's it's some racist from the, oh I guess the the, the <laughs> you didn't you didn't do worse than a racist so that's so that's a positive yeah because I'm not a racist <laughs> I got 154 votes so I feel like I feel like I could have got more votes hold on I, I definitely could could have got more votes y'all some bitches there you go <laughs> I lost what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> next up is the most of the, the three was a prime Corbin. Who's Prime Corbin? Prime Corbin with 82 votes. Who is, is this, that? Is this a profile? I don't think this is a profile photo. This is whack. Whatever. Anyway, uh, yeah. So that is the last Raw of 2019. This is the final A show recording of 2019. Yes. <laughs> but it is the uh it is the uh, first episode of 2020. Thank you all for listening to the show. Um, and thank you, Mark, for joining me on the show this week. Uh, I, I look forward to so many things next year with you. I am not a genius going off. RSPN ringing off. Man, overly medicated coming back. I am 20- highly ready for, for this for this overly medicated review. I've seen... Some conversations of euphoria for these past few past few weeks. I think it needs a little bit extra, a little bit of an extra touch to it. I mean, Drake, Drake confirmed season two is coming, so I, I think that you know it's it's only right that we bring, we we bring out the green awards, we open up the the book, we we get we grab the trophies, we hand them out next year, and we also hand out so much more content on RNC Radio. We just had a new premiere. And a bonus, really, uh, from our homeboys, X and Van. Yes, sir. Their new comic show. Uh, we're we're going to withhold the name real quick because we're going to give them a full rollout. But they wanted to get something out for you guys before 2020. And they put out their bonus episode of their podcast this week featuring their thoughts on a lot of things that happened in the final half of 2019, as well as their favorite comic book movie and comic book moments of the decade. So make sure you check that out on the RNC Radio Live Network. But you also have spot callers with myself and Cyrus, where we reviewed December 2, December 2006, as well as the War Report, where uh, MJ and Cyrus give out their reviews and their awards for NXT and AEW for their first quarter of their live shows. And yeah, there you have it. Thank you guys for listening to us. Follow us at RNC Radio Live. Follow me at OG Johnny 5 Please vote for me for most annoying on wrestling Twitter, please. Like, <laughs> how, did, how did I lose that? Like, what do you mean? I live for these people. You know what I think will get us? I think, I, you know, what I think will get us more votes. Um, more votes. What? I think what we'll have to do for overly medicated. Um, let's take the same scenario that Elliot Wilson and B. Dot had with Drake and do two yep. hours on Euphoria. Oh my God! That that actually to set up two to set up two green awards right in front of Jay and just be like, all right. So let's so let's so let's, so let's discuss McKay. How did you feel when? Uh, how did you feel we didn't want to drink the fish? And then just and then just have Drake's complete opinion on it. We'll ask him about Nate. It'll be a two hour conversation on Euphoria. It'll be excellent. I would get more hate than anything. And I. <laughs> Uh, shout out to everyone this year for checking out the show, for giving us advice, for being on the show. Of course, Mark, of course, Ben Coyle, uh, X, Big Tim, Quan, Chris Novak, uh, Cyrus, of course, uh, Stat Guy Greg, Jeff J, 
Um, oh man, thanks thanks to uh, Emilio Sparks who gives us a lot of a lot of great advice, uh, especially like just telling us to move to our own network. Uh, shout out to Cash. Shout out to everybody that shows the A Show love every single week when we put the show out. It's, it's not easy to do. It's very very tough, but we make it happen every single week. And until until next week. Thank you guys for listening. Happy New Year. We're back next week with Meals talking about the latest and greatest in professional wrestling. Until then, peace out. And in the in the place of Meals, happy Rusev Day. <laughs>